This is Getting Past Subtitles. My name is Sean Peel. And I'm DK Lee. And welcome to a new week. I guess a new month, depending on whenever time you're watching this. We finished the last season. And uh, a new season. A series. series. <laughs> a new season of series. Yes. Seri- series season thing. Uh, yeah, we're kicking off anew. We're coming off our comedy series. And we are merging quite nicely from the last uh, episode, uh, Shaolin Soccer. And we are going into full-on kung fu, full-on martial arts in a very different tone. And we're going to talk about one of like the pillars of like film martial artists, and that would be Jet Li. Yes. And um, particularly for me, one that I do not know much about, really, or that I have seen many films. Um, not that I like don't know who Jet Li is, um, like I know, but I haven't really seen any of his films, or like if I have, maybe it's been like bits and pieces. Like I do know like his face, and I've, I'm sure that like my family's had copies of his films on DVD around along my life, but um, and if I have seen it, like I said, I mean I was probably young and I really don't remember. So for all intents and purposes, like I've, it's kind of completely fresh, you know. It's just been like an urban legend <laughs> in yeah. my life in that sense. So um. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited to to really kind of see that, and I honestly it's the same could be said with like a lot of the um, a lot of the other people like Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan. Like, there's a lot of movies that I haven't seen from them, um, so every time I watch them, it, it has a very refreshing um, like experience for me. Because it's funny, like they do make great movies, you know, they do bring something to the table, and uh, with this movie that we're watching, it's uh, kind of the same thing as well. Yeah, I mean, to be fair. Like, Jackie Chan has so many movies. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, to be honest, some of them are not that great. You know? <laughs> well, but, like, in the era, like, you know, like, from, like, the 60s through, like, early 2000s when, like, martial arts films are, like, really booming yeah. during certain times. Like, in the, like, in the pre-decades, like, they're just pumping out films. Well, yeah, and there, there were a lot of bangers back then. Yeah. I feel like more of the newer stuff mm-hmm. is kind of uh, not as great. <laughs> Uh, but I think that's just just a poor mixture of like CG mm-hmm. slash oh sure sure like you know yeah the modern like like yeah the new wave kind yeah, of yeah like, all of that stuff kind like of like the like modern like to it the blockbuster like mentality Aesthetic, yeah. yeah 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 it just kind of that ruins kind of ruins things. like the the like purity the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the purity of martial arts films you know <laughs> we like we like the like the homemade aspect of it, you know, uh, that's like, like some gritty and something gritty, something raw, that's like, yeah, it feels and it, very, and it's fine if it's like sloppy and like not well done, like it, like that's kind of the texture of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> but when you go into the Hollywood, it's like throwing makeup on top of it, uh-huh. and you're like, it just kind of looks like it now looks really, really fake yeah. when you're just trying to like go over it or whatever. And also, just you know, early 2000 CG is a bit of its own, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's all that, that it is, yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean this this movie is kind of in that late era, right? Two thousand and six is right in there. Um, but overall, like within this conversation, uh, tasteful actually, very very tasteful. Mm. Um, and as I was like reviewing it for the notes, I was kind of pretty surprised, um, like how well it was done first time, especially coming off Shaolin Soccer it was like in some aspects. Shaolin Soccer was a two thousand three, two thousand yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, so not too long years, ago, yeah. but 
But um, yeah, definitely more C- heavily CGI in that movie. But here, mixed in very well. Mm-hmm. So this week, we're kicking off the Jet Li series with Fearless. This one was released in 2006. Like I said, it's directed by Ronnie Yu, um, starring Jet Li. Um, this movie comes pretty late in Jet Li's career. We're kind of going a little bit of everywhere with the series. We're not really doing it chronologically. Um, so we're kind of starting off on like the latest, probably. And um, an interesting one, because not only is it one of his latest works, but it's actually his last Wushu film. Um, and I guess it was like very heavily marketed like that as well during the time. Mm-hmm. And there was like, as I was like watching interviews and stuff, like, you know, he kind of kept going back to it and people were sort of confused and like asking him like, what exactly do you mean by like last Wushu film? Like, does that mean like last? Because people were mixing it up with like last martial arts film. But Wushu is just essentially just a general term for like martial arts in Chinese. Like it's, it doesn't mean that he's like, it's his last martial arts movie. It's just his last, like basically like historical martial arts movie or, or a movie that is about, martial arts in the sense that like this movie is kind of a biopic uh based on how uh taijin right and so it's he's a very significant figure within the martial arts uh history in china and so like that and he like he's portrayed a few other people um based off real life so like that's what he means by like last wushu film that's like it's kind of like a last like actual take on it yeah i would say jelly is like the most iconic mm. wushu like Sure. Figure. Gotcha. And like the in in the most traditional like Chinese kung fu. Mm. Um he seems like the most pure. Yeah, like whereas like honest. Jackie Chan is a lot more um like using the environment, kind of, you know, using right, right. Kung Fu at the same time, kind of, you know, using comedy and using slapstick and mixing mm-hmm. all of that. Right. Whereas Bruce Lee, you know, he has his own he created his, his own martial arts yeah, and, his own identity. and his own identity through that. So like Jet Li, in the midst of all that, I feel like is, like you said, kind of the most pure mm-hmm. of, you know, right. the Chinese martial arts Right, right. Bring out the, the most like honest way of telling it and just kind of like bringing out martial arts closer to what it is actually practiced right. versus then something that is constructed purely for the screen right, right. like when you yeah. think about like kung fu I would, I would say like jet lee's martial arts is the closest to what you would think about when you think about kung fu right right you know mm-hmm. that, that's a good way of putting it like the you know the the strikes and the like the motions and yeah. the, all of that the forms the and forms like the styles and that he styles, does yeah that's fair that's fair yeah and in this movie he does a pretty pretty nice job as well um, and also bringing about like a very, like a good, very like broad, very generalized, but a good like sort of history lesson and just kind of like introducing, you know, this part of history in this world, mm. but also doing a good job of doing it for, uh, as a film, as cinema, like making it entertaining, you know, kind of like a little bit of a pretty good balance of both, of both worlds, you know. Yeah. We could talk about that later because a thought that I had too was like, I think that this movie in our returning conversation about adaptations this movie does really well as far as like we know what we believe is makes a good adaptation um so as far as like bring out uh, the spirit of what the original is and being able to retell it into something fresh uh that's kind of how my opinion was off this movie from what i knew anyway Mm. um 
But yeah, so a little bit about Bruce Lee just for this episode. You mean Jet Li. <laughs> Jet Li. God dang it. Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee, Jet Li. Yeah. It's okay. Forgive me. <laughs> uh, I pulled this from IMBD. Uh, so Jet Li was born in 1963. Uh, he's from Beijing. Uh, he studied wushu since he was eight. Uh, and he attended the Beijing Wushu Academy. And by like age 11, he had claimed five gold national championships. He'd been doing it pretty pretty young, very talented. Um, I think he was like even coaching before he was like 21 for national teams. So he's definitely um, definitely legit, I guess you can just say. Um, so his by the time he got started into the movie industry, his first movie that he started in was in 1982 called Shaolin Temple. And then... Um, he really started blowing up into the 90s, uh, starring in more and more. And then um, I forget when he directed his first film, but probably somewhere along there in the 90s as well. Um, so, yeah, so we're kind of following his life along up until uh, now. And like we said, his um, kind of like what we talked about last movie is that what's interesting is talking going through like these martial arts stars is who brings what to the table. Like, you know, all these, you know, between Bruce Lee, like Jackie Chan, um, Tony Jaa, like all these people kind of bring a different thing to the table. And um, Jet Li brings very, like we said, very honest, very kind of purity of martial arts in here. And this movie does a great job. Um, so this movie is actually ba- is kind of a very, very loose biopic based off the life of uh, Hao Taijin. And I don't have it here. So... Who Hao was is a very prominent martial artist from like the late 1800s to the early 1900s uh, between like, what was it? The Qing Dynasty and then the formation of the uh, Chinese Republic, right? Or the Republic of China. And he studied um, Mijong or Mijong Kuang and pretty much the, his status and the way that he was well-known became a well-known figure was not only because of like his outstanding martial arts abilities but also for challenging against a lot of foreign fighters and also just like the oppression uh that was happening during like that in time of imperialism and so he was kind of like a national hero amongst uh the chinese people during that time uh during the latter half of his life like pretty much months before he died he ended up uh, co-founding the chinwu athletic association uh, which is one of the first like public wushu institutes in its time. So this movie is kind of pretty much based about that with a few liberties as well. Yep. Uh, so why don't you tell me about uh, your experience with this movie, your first time watching it, growing up with it? Yeah, I uh, I watched it pretty close to when it was released. And I remember, like you mentioned the thing <coughs> about like, it's gonna be his last wushu movie, right? I actually, I when I was young, I kind of thought it was like his last movie ever. <laughs> no, yeah. So no! I had a lot of much more sadness. <laughs> much yeah, more I don't, don't want to watch it to this it's movie last one because <laughs> I was like, oh shoot, like I guess he's gonna like retire or something, <laughs> right? And so I kind of had that mentality, but I also because of that, I also thought like, oh, like maybe. He's going to be the best in this movie because it's going to be his last and he's going to give it his all and all of that. And so, yeah, I did watch it um, when I was fairly young. 
um, probably in sixth grade, yeah, around that time. And gotcha. it's interesting because watching it again, I've realized I forgotten a lot of the plot points of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> as as it you know happens for all movies when you watch it yeah you know, so long ago. recently and yeah from a long time ago mm. and yeah like a lot of the like the the flashback part i did not even realize that was a thing where like it's the modern day and oh, the, the, the way woman is like talking yeah, about yeah, yeah yeah i forgot that even existed in the movie <laughs> and all that and well did you see it when you saw it, did you see it in a theater or like DVD when it came out? I saw it. I think I saw it in the theaters because uh, okay. they, there was a theatrical run of this in America. Because uh, Fearless, there was it, yeah, yeah. Because that bit what it was cut out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, okay. This was so then what we watched was the director's cut. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I read that there's there's like a couple different cuts, but the theatrical missed quite a few beats. And the whole Michelle Yao bit was entirely out. I think it would have been better with it out, to be honest. uh, Yeah. I don't know. It was kind of like. It's like by the time you get to the end of the movie, you're like. (laughs) It's not even pointless. Yeah. (laughs) I think it works better without it, uh, to be honest. But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, that's why it wasn't in my memory. Okay, that makes sense. Michelle Yao was in this movie? What? But uh, yeah, I mean, even, you know, besides that, a lot of the the portrayal of the character i actually thought he was a good guy like from the beginning i don't know why like when i was younger i never <laughs> had a sense hero. of like he was kind of like an asshole in the beginning <laughs> you know right i always thought he was a cool badass just kicking people's ass um he's just like why did this happen to him yeah he like, was such an honest and, man you know, his family dying and all that like i was like oh that, that must be really sad. That's why he's, like, going after these people, you know? Like, I don't know. I, I, I had a very, like, poor understanding of the movie. Um, Sixth grade Lee. Yeah, but watching it again, yeah, it made me realize all of that. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, I, you know, there's actually, I think fundamentally as a story, I think it's a pretty good story, you know? Like, right, yeah. Like, I mean, it's not a, it's nothing revolutionary. Sure. By any means. Uh-huh. But uh, I think they did a good job in telling the story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cohesive. Uh, it runs pretty well. I did think it was a bit long. Okay. Um, which well, I might... mean, it was longer. Yeah, because of the... <laughs> this is what I was talking about, right? <laughs> Actually, exactly. So if they had cut, cut those things out, I, I feel like it would have been even yeah, more. Like, I remember blinking in this movie being done, and now I'm like, it's like it's still oh, going. Man, it's still a little long, <laughs> you know? But now I know why. <laughs> yeah, but besides that, I feel like, you know, a lot of the beats were pretty good. Mm. Um, I do feel like it's a little bit, uh, the weight is kind of like pushed to the end, especially like sure. the tournament stuff just like goes by really fast. Okay. Where I feel like maybe they could have, I don't know, I guess they there's not really much. It's just like action <laughs> after action. And I guess there's not much to like. By the ending of it? Yeah. By yeah. the ending of it, it's like, what more can you elaborate on, I guess? Yeah, exactly. But. You know, maybe that's more of a pacing thing, but I yeah, I'll talk about that too. Yeah, yeah. overall, I really thought it was a good movie when I was younger. Like mm. when I was six, uh, six in sixth grade, you just wanted like, like <laughs> you just wanted yeah, that. I was just like, oh man, this is so cool, and yeah. like you know, all the scenes were awesome, and like especially like when they're up on that 
big tower thing and they were fighting and also yeah. when he was like fighting like 10 dudes at once i was uh-huh. like dang that's that dope badass you know like that's cool <laughs> you know and i also thought the message of the story itself was really good too and i think mm. it kind of resonated with me when i was younger too like you know like the fact that you know you could get revenge you know you could always you know sure make that and, and you know get the revenge that you want but you know the cycle of revenge you know we it's yeah. interesting because we talked about that with like all the other <laughs> revenge stories we could have added this all, one in there too <laughs> we just can't run away from it yeah we can't r- run away from vengeance away. you know but you know that also you know has a good you know teaching point in the movie as well i feel like yeah so overall i think you know i had a pretty good impression of the movie when i was you know when, when i first watched it mm how about now anything kind of change or was kind of heightened yeah i mean i think my critical eye sees some of the action like and i'm like okay (laughs) there's a lot of moments where like he's just getting hit you know or like the other guy's just getting hit right sure but i think that's just part of the you know inevitability of you know movies Mm. and action movies you know um but i i think it still holds up though i think i think a lot of the action scenes and a lot of the moments and even his acting i think all hold up pretty well yeah yeah. and i think there are kind of moments with the cgi that's a little like uh okay but (laughs) overall i think it's great and um yeah it's it's a great movie um and his last wushu movie that i feel (laughs) like it was really a good send-off for that too right yeah yeah i'm i'm um I mean, going into, like, right at his last, like, Wushu movie from someone that hasn't seen his other ones, you know, I can't really compare. But, I mean, it's a really solid movie. And if it's his last, I don't think I'd be, like, mad about it, you know, or any sense. Um, but I was very, like, impressed by, like I said, the, the story is really solid. Um, and also just, like, it's a very thematic movie and that it, it's a movie that speaks for its themes. And so I was really impressed that, that it kept to doing that um and that like i said it's his last wushu movie and that like you know it's thematically it's it's about um you know like he always questions like why does he do martial arts and he's like clearly goes through from one from being one person to a whole new person by the end of the movie um and like the you know the reason why he uh does practices wushu kind of changes and uh you know that's sort of like the theme so i was really uh, impressed to to see that I like overall my impression of the movie was um um I don't know like I didn't really have too much expectation going in other than the fact like of knowing Jet Li and knowing that this was going to be a martial arts film like I think I went in more anticipating this to be like an action blockbuster kind of film and I actually didn't anticipate it to be a thematic film mm. uh, at all um, I I really just didn't expect to have, for the movie to have any more substance than like a surface level and so that's why i think i have a really uh pleasant like a better light of the movie because mm. it, it just kind of surprised me by the end of it yeah like by the second half of the movie after he his um his mother and his daughter uh dies and he like goes away to the village and it's like a it's basically a whole new movie after that yeah. like i didn't like that whole thing i didn't expect like the whole the movie slows down you know and like he's going through the, like this character change and then all of a sudden, like the story has weight to it, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I didn't, like I didn't, I didn't go into this right. like 
having to like appreciate the movie uh-huh. you know what i mean uh-huh. yeah and so by the end of it i was like that was really good like mm-hmm. I, that was that was solid i didn't expect this to be like a kind of having a shakespearean element to uh-huh. it, you know like like i said the movie is really not doing anything new like we've the the story of like the character that is you know, arrogant is yeah. arrogant and then gets retribution and then like falls to his lowest point and then has to come back it's it's, it's like, like the classic yeah know, hero's journey kind right. of movie, you know but i didn't expect that coming out of here you know what i mean right and you expect kind of the jackie chan yeah i was expecting just action like action and just full of that action and i just wanted to have fun i, I was so- really <laughs> expecting to like watch the movie and like be having fun with it you know I didn't expect to be like, oh my god, that guy's family just got murdered. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then like he got ripped. Like his, it wasn't even like his fault. Like he did revenge, and then you find out like his student was the asshole to begin with, uh-huh. and it was just like, you you ruined my life literally, and then he just walks away from everything. Like I didn't, I didn't wasn't going into this being like, right, you know, with that kind of emotion <laughs> in mind, right, <laughs> you know, you know, right. And so when when it was all going down, I was like, "Oh shit, <laughs> things are going down. <laughs> things are know? going down." <laughs> and like even like it's funny because for me, like it all came crashing in because with Mar- like with you know things like It Man, it's like oh you have the martial artist who is arrogant or wants to be better, but you know he like then he's challenging all these people. Like that's all kind of the same. And like all right, this is like the martial arts movie that I'm expecting going into. And then he becomes a teacher, and then his student gets hurt, and he's like, "Now nah, I gotta go get revenge." And it's like, "All right, here's the classic like, you hurt my stu- my student, like let's fight it out, whatever." Like, uh-huh. "All right, here we go." And then he murders that guy, and it's like, "Cool." But then after that, like the penance that he pays, I'm like, "Whoa!" <laughs> like, yeah, like it goes like, everything like, goes south. Yeah, like right then and there, you know. Yeah. Like I his just his mother didn't... gets killed, his daughter. Dies. Yeah, yeah. I didn't expect it to go that deep. Mm. Yeah. And then after that, like I said, he's just the rest of the movie is like a melodrama, and I'm like, I didn't ex- I didn't expect us to be in this place for like literally an entire movie, mm-hmm. the rest of the movie. So, but like not to be like I'm saying that in a good way. Like I was I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, oh, this like I feel like this is really great storytelling mm-hmm. all of a sudden. And so, um, overall, I was just very, very pleasantly surprised and. Um, I, I now like my mind of like Bruce Lee like changed from like Jet Li <laughs> Jet Li God dang it <laughs> I should like you should take a shot for every time <laughs> that I mess up yo but uh, my light of like Jet Li kind of changed of like oh this guy is like a storyteller mm. for sure versus just somebody who does moves yeah you know what I mean um so this was a pretty good first impression of a film for sure um. I feel like that told the whole movie right then and there. Like, I have to even do a synopsis point. Make it quick. You Make it quick. Two minutes. I know, right? Well, I skipped the fact that, like, all right, so, like, it's about, it's kind of a biopic, right? But, like, not really. Uh, very loose. Um, but Jet Li does portray Hua Ya Jin. And pretty much his father was a martial artist, and he wanted to be a martial artist since he was a kid. But he couldn't because he had asthma, and he just, like, wasn't physically capable. But he goes against his father's wishes and just kind of practices anyway. Um, and he ends up beating like another kid that does martial arts. And so that's his childhood. And then we go into like the present day or his adult life. And he still wants to be like uh, a martial artist. He trains seriously. And like his next goal is to be the f- the number one in uh, uh, Tianjin, which is the town that they live in. Um, and kind of like restore his father and family's name after like not being the champion, essentially. 
And so he ends up fighting everybody in town and everybody in Taijin to be number one. And he does it pretty swiftly. And he has to fight, like, the one last guy who's, like, an elder martial artist, right? Like, he's, like, kind of specifically into teaching. I think uh, Master Chin was his name. Yep. And um, basically, like, he wants to fight him. Um, but he's, like, kind of retired but not not. And then all of a sudden, a student, one of uh, how students comes in all beat up. And uh, it turns out that Master Chin was the one that uh, uh, injured him or, like, taught him a lesson or whatever. So he goes on his birthday to his friend's restaurant and then challenges him to a fight to the death, seeking revenge for what he did. And they fight, and he ends up murdering him. He ends up killing him in the fight. And then um, it's like, oh, like, yeah, our master's the best. Like, well, whatever. And then um, one of Hao, uh, not Hao, but um, Chin's godson ends up enacting revenge on Hao for killing his teacher by murdering his uh, mom and his uh, only daughter, uh, Jade, I believe was her name. Yeah. And when he comes back home after like partying all night, he uh, discovers his family was killed. And then he goes back to uh, Master Chin's home. And then uh, the godson uh, confesses and commits suicide. And then after that, pretty much how just abandons everything. He leaves uh, Tainjin, leaves his his family's uh, assets and everything. He even like before that, he loses his friendship with um, what's his name? Jinsun. Jinsun, yeah. Over like some some drama elements, but essentially he just walks away from everything. And you know, being in despair, he goes away to like some faraway place, just kind of aimlessly wandering essentially. And he ends up in this rural village. Uh, where he's saved by the uh, the villagers that live there, and he's pretty much kind of adopted into the village and is taken care of by this uh, young woman named Moon or Moon, and uh, the grandma of the of the village, mm. and through here he just kind of adapts adopts into the village life, and kind of learns to pick himself up, and uh, Moon and Grandma kind of help him ease into like the village life and he kind of you know helps out with the village and things like that um and apparently he's there for like a few years kind of gets um uh adapted and kind of becomes with close to them and close to the village lifestyle and along the way he kind of like self-reflects on like himself and uh what it means to be a martial artist and um yeah so after a while he decides to go back to his home in taijin uh, and leave the village, but he promises to like return. And uh, when he goes back, he pretty much um, goes back, and his house is still there, surprisingly. And that uh, his old friend Jinsen was like helping keeping the house kind of up. Um, but the entire town had changed; like it's very much uh, modernized, modernized, like very westernized, essentially, yeah. um, into this new age. Imperialized. <laughs> Imperialized. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like everything's pretty much changed, but the people that he knew, he knew is still around, but he still has those burnt bridges, bridges. So, um, nobody is like really coming to him. Um, and he's not really kind of asking for, for help. He, well, he does, um, goes to his friend, goes to his friend who kind of like, is like, has, still has a better taste in his mouth essentially. And so Hua or Hua decides to, um, there's like a newspaper, that he reads yeah and he sees that there's this guy this uh american dude o'brien something O'Brien. hercules o'brien hercules o'brien yeah. yeah who's like basically like a i don't know a boxer a wrestler yeah, whatever wrestler, yeah. just a fighter 
basically he's like number one he's like beating down all the chinese people and overall there's this there's like a a sentiment towards the chinese people as like just being like belittled essentially so uh how huang just goes in to challenge him and sort of to just restore kind of like goes in with like the mentality of like restoring the chinese honor Mm -hmm. basically and he fights him and he ends up winning um and does it in like a different fashion, kind of like very biting by the rules, like not really to the death, and kind of earns the respect of uh, O'Brien in the process. And his so while like kind of gets his name spread around town, and like now he's known like oh this guy like beat the the Western giant essentially and restored the uh, honor the, of the people, <laughs> very bringing back like the nationalism uh, kind of thing. Um, and it's there that he's able to kind of reconnect with some old faces, including Jin Sun, and. Um, Basically, he um, has the idea to start his own association um, with a new kind of like philosophy that he'd adopted while he was in the village. And it was basically like practicing martial arts uh, to better yourself and not using martial arts with force, essentially. Um, And using like to basically practice wushu in a way that physically and spiritually strengthens oneself uh, at the same time. And so he goes to Jinsun with this idea and Jinsun ends up helping back him, leaving his restaurant industry. And um, they end up starting the association together. Um, and basically what happens after this is there's like another party that gets involved. The, um, what do they call it? Like the foreign commerce. Yeah, foreign chamber of commerce. Basically, they're like just some corrupt, like you know, white-collared buffoons that like are from different parts of the world that are like a part of like the imperialism, like within China, you know. And so they lost some money off the initial fight with O'Brien, and so now they kind of want to get their money back and like seek revenge, essentially, against uh, Huang. So they challenge him and his association association to a fight, which is like a four v one, where they bring like the best fighters from. Yeah, and then they challenge him, which is like clearly it's not fair, whatever. But he's like, yeah, he's gonna take it because of like honor and Uh, like you know whatever for like his name and and wushu and such. And then um, well, basically he does, (laughs) he does take on the fight. uh But beforehand, he meets with the one of the contenders who's a Japanese martial artist, and uh, together they kind of talk about like the philosophy of wushu and uh, you know what it means to fight and to better oneself. And basically, he just kind of earns the respect of um, the Japanese fighter. Uh, his name is Ano, by the way. Tanaka. Tanaka. Well, Tanaka Ano. But um, yeah, so pretty much it cut to the actual fight. And he's like beating all these guys. And then the the, the corrupt guys are like, what's going on? Like, things are kind of like, can't let this happen. Yeah, we can't. Like, we're going to lose more money. Yeah. We can't lose more money. So they decide to poison him uh, during his final fight with Tanaka. And yeah, so he drinks the poison tea, and then during like the last set match or whatever, he starts to become weak and like starts throwing up black ink. <laughs> um, but yeah, so but he still decides to go on with the fight, um, despite everything. And pretty much the result is just that like Tanaka kind of honors him by the end of the fight and gives up the match, even though that he obviously could have won because of whatever, and just defies like you know like his boss which is like some japanese guy that's part of the whole thing 
and then uh yeah so Bohua ends up passing away from that and um just kind of like restores the nationalism of the chinese people and like <laughs> something like something that. like that you know yes. there's a very like greater-esque-ness mm-hmm. of it all but uh that's kind of how the movie ends but yeah um in my opinion like the movie's great like i said it's a really like it focuses on Huol and it does does a great like you know character story up until like the last act mm-hmm. like once he goes like once he leaves the village and like you know he establishes the uh, institute and he's like kind of restored his name and like restored his character and then like, it's like he has it all by the time he like uh opens the institute like he's made friends again with Jin Sun like he's got all this stuff and then then there's like the final fight part but there's like no real stake and like no real reason honor bro honor <laughs> like <laughs> you had like you restored your honor <laughs> what more honor do you need to restore even more <laughs> i don't understand <laughs> you know so like that's my only quip with the movie it's like mm. we gotta have a final third act what's it gonna be <laughs> but there's it's like there's no real it's just not strong enough mm-hmm. to finish it like it's cool like you know like i said it's like you get the final fight for for the fighting aspect like yeah. it's just you know the grand finale of it but as far as like the story like he did so great with the plot <laughs> like 75% of the movie but then you dropped it the last 25 you know what i mean i think i agree with the general sentiment the only thing that i liked about the end was like when he realizes he's poisoned Mm-hmm. and then he's like sitting down and then they're like oh where's the tea he needs to get the tea and then and then one of his like uh disciples is like oh it was poison we're gonna get revenge and he's like no we can't get revenge, we can't seek revenge. And he starts doing his death monologue <laughs> um yeah i mean you know it's a little tropey but i think that it was still good it's I fine think, yeah. yeah it's just like a good wrap-up of uh-huh. um but yeah, it's a little on the nose, but <laughs> it is what it is. But right? yeah, yeah. Um, you got to stick to that. So yeah, I mean, I like that, but I, I, you know, overall, I think the general like story beats near the end was a little weak, like you said. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the action was okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I think what was cool about the ending action, the last part, was like all of the different martial arts and. The different ways that they use like different weapons and stuff. I oh, yeah. think that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was like a clear contrast of like yeah, Chinese like, martial arts versus what everybody else. And like every time, like you know, they would use different weapons, right? Like yeah, one, yeah, yeah. For one, one you know match, he would use spears. One other match, he would use swords. Yeah. You know, different swords or like fencing, and then at the end, he used the the three mm. the three chain knuckle <laughs> nunchucks or whatever thing. <laughs> I, forget. I forget what's that. What that's called. I forget what it was. It's like the three but yeah i think that was pretty cool and it's cool how three sections that throughout throughout the fight like it changes like how how they fight changes yeah based on what happens like you know Mm -hmm. he was fighting with the 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 three three part staff and Mm -hmm. then when when they like swap weapons Oh yeah, right, yeah. At one point, he hits himself, and then, <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh, you don't know how to use this, so let's swap again." <laughs> kind of like you know, your weapon skills are lacking. Little respect, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then when he breaks the 
the staff <laughs> it turns into like two yeah, yeah two staffs um you know stuff like that was pretty cool um the different like i think the choreography was pretty cool my favorite one was probably when he was fighting the fencing guy oh and then yeah. he's using a sword and then like he basically like disarms him mm. that's pretty cool well, I think it's neat that he like matches them like up until like really up until Tanaka like yeah. obviously it's different, but um, he yeah, matches he, their weapons. Yeah. yeah, it's like a sword. It's like a one-handed sword for one-handed sword, and like a staff for a staff. So, spear for a spear. Spear for a spear. Yeah. yeah. So pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty neat too. Um, but like I said, it's kind of a cool. That's like it's a very con. Like it's very obviously a big contrast. Like it's Chinese versus the West. You mm-hmm. know, in the sense of like, and it's like using like all these different between like the staff and like the fencing things like that. Versus, like, you know, I feel like everything that we've seen so far, like, a lot of martial arts movies, is just, like, martial arts versus martial arts, you know, in that sense. Yeah. So, it's, like, you know, kind of lacking variety in that sense. But um, but here it's very, very kind of different, you know. But I think um, I think the earlier choreographies, choreographies are my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, probably, I don't know, maybe the beginning one. Maybe the one on the high tower when he's fighting Zhao. Uh, that was pretty good, yeah. That one's really good. My favorite was the uh, when he fights a lot of guys at once. He's like, oh, this like, is this too, easy. too easy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, that was like, that was the brutalist of all of yeah. them. Like, he just destroyed those guys. The arms and like the legs. Dude, so he like, like, when he fought everybody else one-on-one, he was like, like, he just like, you know, went light on them because uh, they were weak. And then he challenged everybody. And he pulled no punches. <laughs> I was like, "That's wrong." <laughs> That's. Wrong. I would have rather fight you one on one than fight you if there's like five more of me. Yeah. <laughs> so, no thanks. Uh, yeah, but I, I liked the the one with Zhao the most. You know, even that one had variety because it was like, um, and it was like the first like real kind of fight scene. Like, oh, yeah. this is him as an adult. You know, like what has he excelled to? And really for the both of them, because Zhao was like the childhood rival in that mm-hmm. sense. Um, and there's like a nice progression between like he had a, probably it's kind of clear like they had a fought in a while or something. He's like Jaws like I got all these new moves. Like he's like I don't move at all. Like I'm a rock. Yeah. You know, very like northern kind of like Shaolin inspired. Um, and he's like you know like the 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 um the influence of the fight is like in his favor. Like he has the advantage. Um, and he's like and he's always putting like how on the uh, the edge there. And then like when he's like starting to win like in the latter half, he like goes on to like a tiger style yeah and it's like oh he has like something up his sleeve kind of thing and i really like he's like <laughs> he's, cat's he's like cat's paw he's like tiger claw <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was, that's such a good line uh-huh. uh but yeah that, that was really cool too. and just like the setting of it is you know very neat very like very nice and all that yeah and like it's a really cool work of like the wire work like they're like oh uh, like on the ledge mm-hmm. and stuff like that so that was cool but the uh man that that last fall when he beats him, oh yeah, that is the nastiest fall I've ever seen. Just like okay, after were, that. I know. I was like, of all the the falls that you take and you want him to look okay, that is not one you yeah, use. He's dead after that one. <laughs> yeah, man. How do you... that was. He gets up like it's nothing. I'm uh, like, no way. He's like, you okay? He's like, no. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, if you landed on your back, fine. That man like went face Flat, first, yeah, and like bounced. That was. He's like, I'm okay. It's like okay, good. Yeah, that was the grossest fall I'd, I'd seen. Yeah, that was bad. Um, but yeah, I was like, you expect me to believe you went? He's alive after yeah. that? No way. Um, but I thought that 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 uh, that choreography was cool. I mean, I really like the choreography with him and Master Chin, but the editing was bad. 
Mm. Did you catch that? There are clear jump cuts uh-huh. for like half of that fight. Like all the sword stuff, there are like very clear, bad, choppy jump cuts mm. that like I don't there are probably attempts that speed up the action, but it's so bad, like it's it's not Yeah, good. it's not my favorite. Yeah. I, I really thought because like I was watching this and I was streaming it and I was like, oh, is that just like my stream bugging out? <laughs> and then like no matter how many times I scrub, it's like like I'm like no, ain't changing. <laughs> it's so bad. So yeah, that's that's probably my biggest critic. Like that one scene is, mm. I don't know what happened, but it was not well done. Yeah, I like the balance of the quiet moments and the action moments in this movie. Mm. You know, I like the scenes when he's with his daughter. You know, and yeah, they're cool. like the very beginning when you first get introduced to the older version of him. Mm. You know, we, he like barges into the into the house. Yeah, exactly. Like, he has that really serious face, and then, like he, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like he changes, and kind of shows like his fatherly side to yeah, his daughter, yeah. and just like immediately you can tell how like how much he loves his daughter, right? Right. From that one scene. Or does he? Or does he? Weird. <laughs> um, and you know, later on when he goes to the village, and he's like doing the plants. He's he's uh, planting the yeah the i think the rice and you know he's doing that and then all the people like stop all of a sudden and he's yeah, like, like oh what's breeze. going on yeah he's like i gotta go back to work right yeah <laughs> you guys are and just kind out. of that realization in himself that like yeah you, know, you gotta take a breather sometimes uh, that kind of thing it's not a, cool. it's not about being the best right you know? i like that because they don't really talk at all throughout those scenes right he right. doesn't say one word but you kind of understand mm-hmm. through what's happening and I think that's really good storytelling. Um, another thing that I noticed in this movie that I really, really liked was the use of color mm. and the use of clothing and the and the clothing that they wear. Like, for example, in the beginning, uh, Ho and his clan members all wear black. Yeah, yeah. And especially when, when they go to Chin for revenge, right? Mm. They're all wearing black. And it's very contrasted with how later on he starts wearing white yeah. and it's kind of to show like his, you know, rebirth yeah, right? yeah. and kind of coming back. Whereas in the beginning, the revenge and, and that kind of going into the darkness, right? He's, he's <laughs> I'm a, like, I'm evil, man. Right, right he's now. an evil dude. And you, it kind of, it's a very like simple kind of obviously overused, but you know, sure. that's not bad. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's right. a really good thing that they, you know, are able to utilize the clothes and stuff to mm. kind of, also emphasize yeah um the characters and the themes and stuff like that and so yeah like that i think that's really cool that they thought to do that and right. you know they use that as a way to also tell the story mm-hmm. which is really cool yeah you know it's it's funny like i mean now that you pointed up it's like i'm kind of seeing it because i didn't really pick up on that uh as the scenes are playing out um but it is true but also like what i did notice is just like there is a clear like uh change to all in the second half of the movie um like even in his clothes like it it is white but it's like even just like the style of it is more like kind of like loose Mm -hmm. more like angelic or just like more like free in a way you know like it's not it's not kind of like tight or like showing off too much in a way but also like the way that he carries himself is very kind of like soft like Mm -hmm. you know he's very uh more like calm or like stable as a person uh, versus like um 
when he was more arrogant, you know, he's more flamboyant. He's more like kind of like overly confident, you know, more of of an active personality versus what he is, you know, in the years that pass after he leaves the village. So there's a there is a nice um, black and white or just two sides of him. Yeah, uh, that kind of carry out. But I'll second that too. The the village scenes are honestly, I think, my favorite in the movie. Just because, like, like I'm seeing the transition in his character, like as it's happening, like in that scene, uh, you know, like after he like finishes being depressed and he's he he goes to help out with the field and helps plant the rice patties, like you know, he's like he's still trying to be the best. Like those old habits of like his character are still there, and then like. You know, it's obviously not the right way of doing it, and Moon has to like redo it. And he goes to help her, and he's being taught a lesson in that moment. And like I said, there's not much dialogue that really happens in this section of it. It's just all kind of character. Like especially from while he doesn't really speak at all during this time. Um, but it's nice to like you still get a clear vision of, of like him changing throughout those moments. You know. Yeah. And it's it's really it's it's just a really nice breather too, just from like everything that happens that like first half hour and like the movie really kind of slows down and like the village is nice to see like there's a lot of kind of like nice change it's just a nice like different pacing overall of the movie you know but also very significant story-wise in that way and um like yeah even when there's like that one kid right who's like there's the ox they call him ox in the village because he sleeps as much as like the dying ox (laughs) and then like this one kid is like really attached to one of the oxes. I think Huang was the ox's name, something like that. But um, he ends up like dying and the kid gets all sad and he goes to a nearby village and steals their ox. Yeah. <laughs> Just like <laughs> such a... That con- part of it was kind of <laughs> weird. <coughs> such a country bumpkin thing. Mm. But um, the village ends up like punishing the kid for stealing his ox and then yeah. there's like this whole fight dispute but obviously, this is the first time that Hua ends up taking the kid's place. And then he's like, you got to get beat up till this incense runs out, essentially, as their penance. And um, yeah, he just, like, gets beat up and, like, defends himself. And he, like, doesn't fight back at the end, but, like, starts to, like, parry and kind of actually defend himself. But it's like, you know, like, this is the change in, like, his martial arts that's being something that's defensive versus offensive in years past, you know? Mm. So like there's just nice kind of development and everything, and I really like the the conversation after that when it's like him and Moon and the kids, and he's like the kids like why don't you teach us martial arts like he's like I don't want to get bullied and he's like I want to be strong and he's like asking them like well when you do that blah, blah blah and he's like well so you're just gonna fight him and you're gonna beat him up and he's like well when are you that when is it ever gonna end that you, that you stop beating each other up and they're like I don't know yeah. and he's like well exactly he's like you know even I'm still trying to figure out. Why that? I, why is it that I do martial arts? So that was a really nice moment, mm. kind of like, you know, teaching the kids, but also like teaching himself, you know, kind of like in that moment. So all that was really good. All that was like chef's kiss. It was like great. And I, I don't know what happened after that, but <laughs> <laughs> they need to end the movie. They need to end the movie. Uh, but all that was good. All that was good. So yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, like I said, like. Honestly, just a good like it's a solid movie all around, really. But um, yeah, the choreography is great in those last scenes as well. Mm. My opinion, not as great as the some of the earlier ones, but they're cool. Cool. Yeah, I think the O'Brien fight is probably the least favorite 
Oh, that one. Yeah. Yeah, it's I like mean, whenever. even the acting was kind of like, eh. Yeah, super over the top. Like, yeah. yeah. I was like, <laughs> like, cringe, but. Like, all right, Hulk. <laughs> let's slow down, bro. Yeah. Let's slow down. Yeah. But everything else is cool. Like, I like the montage scene, like, during that thing when he fights all the guys. And it's, like, the monks that, like, climb on top of each other. Oh, yeah. And he's, yeah, like, yeah. Nope. nope. Right before the multiple fighting scene. Yeah. Right? Or the, the Iron Head guy. He was, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It just kicks him in the head. That is, that's gold. Mm. That's gold. Yeah. It's cool. Like, he's got, like, you know, he's, like, a very, like, Jet Li is, I see, I got it that time. Jet Li has a good, like, balance. Like, it's, he's, a, he's actually a really good actor here. Uh, he actually does a really good just like acting job but also like he is able to carry the story forward and also be like dramatic mm-hmm. and like also balance like comedy like it's just like all the like the the spices you need in like a good movie yeah. are there to kind of really carry it through you know yeah so is that is that like his style like in all the other movies that he does I mean I think it does vary from movie to movie but I think mm. he is the most like actor action sure figure <laughs> okay you know like yeah he, i think he is the most heavily invested in that mm. um in terms of like committing to a role committing to a role and really you know being i mean i think jackie chan has grown into it a lot as well yeah but i think jelly is still has been doing it for longer i think right. in, in that Perspective. more mm-hmm. drama like focused on the drama as well as the action as well as you know like having that whole package, in, yeah, yeah. In, in in tow, whereas, which is being just like good, like in service of the story. Yeah, whereas yeah. yeah, whereas like Jackie Chan, I think he focuses a lot on the um, comedy aspect of it, mm-hmm. and how to make it make the scene more, you know, have more levity in the scene, right, and make it you know more uh, enjoyable for the audience to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not a bad thing at all. But I mean, like I said, I think Jackie Chan has grown a lot into the acting role as well. Like he's a really good actor as well. Yeah, especially like in his later works, there are more dramatic. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you watch like movies like Foreigner. I don't yeah, know yeah, if you yeah, watch yeah. that, but like, yeah. yeah, I mean, he, I mean, Jackie Chan's a great actor. Like even in Police Story, mm. he's great in Police Story as well. And that's a very more. It's a lot more dramatic yeah sure. and there's a lot of other movies for jackie chan as well that's a lot more serious too it's not just like yeah, you know his true. typical you know action comedy stuff but i think when you think about jet Li, there, he's a lot more like i said remember we talked about that spectrum uh-huh. like you know he's, whereas yeah, like yeah. one's more serious and one's more comedic and i'll put like yeah. jackie chan on the comedic side and jet Li on the more serious side like he really does like commit to that role and and he's really good at that and if you watch uh, we're gonna watch like the movie hero uh, when we watch mm. that you'll kind of see that as well um again gotcha um but yeah like overall i think that jelly that's what i like about jelly like it's it's like when you watch a jackie chan film you kind of always there's always like the feeling that he's giving you a wink, right? Like, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, you know, like, like this is funny, <laughs> this is cool, right? Yeah, yeah. Whereas I think when you watch like a Jet Li film, it's like, you just kind of, you're in that world, right? You're like thinking about like mm. the situation and the world and what's happening and and the action is just like the cherry on top. Like, it's like right. also good too. <laughs> um, which is like, you know, it, it it's, it's variety. 
right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's difference. And I think I think you can learn to appreciate that when you watch Jet Li's films. So. Mm. And it's, it's like, comedy is cool and all. Like, you know, like having like having fun is fine. But like, I could use somebody that's straight too, yeah. you know? But like I said, like not all of Jet Li's movies are like that either, <clears throat> right? Sure, I'm just yeah. saying that. Like in general. Like, yeah, and just kind of like when you think about iconically you know, like his movies it's kind of more like that right right makes sense but they all have like you know there's within the spectrum yeah. yes <laughs> there's a spectrum within the spectrum <laughs> of <mean>. the spectrum <laughs> so yeah uh yeah um let me see i guess we can kind of finish off by bringing up the adaptation kind of conversation again mm. what did you think of this as being a uh a, like a biopic I mean, when I was younger, I didn't even realize it was a biopic. Right. I, mean, I didn't realize while I was watching it. It was mm-hmm. until afterward. Yeah, I just thought it was a good movie, like a fun movie to watch. But um, I think that exact reasoning is why it's good. Yeah, yeah, me too. I agree. Uh, I don't think, like, just because it's a biopic, I think it's a little bit different when we talk about adaptations because mm. when we're talking about adaptations for other movies, it's a lot. A lot of times it's like from <clears throat> a, a source, yeah. right? Already written source or like a manga or like a novel or something like that. Whereas this one didn't really have that. It's more like a, a storyline. Yeah, it's it uh, and then and e- even in the story they took a lot of liberties, right? Yeah. It's not like one to one the real story of the person. Uh-huh. Um but I think that's a good thing, right? If you just do it one to one, it'll be a bad movie. It's like it's a whole different movie. Yeah, it's and like, a bad one because I mean it's not that interesting, right? Right. right. <laughs> from like yeah, from like a narrative. Right, like the his family dying and all of that didn't happen in real life. Exactly. Right? Or we don't know that happened, right? It's, it's, no, he's got it's, five kids. Yeah. Oh yeah, he has five <laughs> kids. Yeah, it's all embellishing, right? Like so. Like, to create that dramatic moment, you know, you really have to take liberties. And I think that they did a really good job, right? Yeah. It really puts you into that emotional roller coaster when you, like, see that happen. And you're like, oh, dang. That's insane. I was like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, things are going down, you know? Hurt. Mm. Hurt. Yeah, there was, like, a little bit of a controversy, I think, between the family and, like, this when this movie came out. Because they were like... Why'd you portray our dad as a bad guy? Oh, <laughs> essentially, yeah, maybe, yeah. So there was like a bit of that, but like, but yeah, like, <clears throat> it probably, like it just you know like if you just kind of take his life, maybe it doesn't work like narratively. Right. But you know, like I I do think they took like the important aspects thematically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like they took some, like you said, like narrative wise, story wise. Obviously, they took a lot of liberties to create a film, essentially. Um, but they kept like. I think what is important and like why he's well known and like you know what he kind of stands for mm-hmm. essentially and like uh, Jet Li threw himself a lot in this movie as well like this being his last Wish Your movie and all like um you know he, he, there's a <clears throat> there's a few things that Jet Li himself wanted to say about Wushu and um I think that's probably why he took up a lot of these well figures because they kind of like you know kind of identified with them and so taking what uh Huao kind of who else kind of stood for and like his philosophy and also tying it with Jet Li's personal kind of philosophy. He was able to like, you know, kind of create this character and tell a story and kind of get the themes that he wanted to get across um, while making entertaining. And like that, like formula really made it very nice. Mm. But also like I'm saying, like, you know, kind of kept the facts of, you know, obviously using his names and his friends' names and also like the town that he lived in and kind of setting it, within the era that it sort of happened 
but also like you know like um like who was kind of like this hero sort of character that stood up against like western influence like that happens in a movie like you get that sentiment there yeah. you know maybe it doesn't happen exactly like obviously there's not like there's there was he actually fought a guy named o'brien but like i'm sure it wasn't that guy you know what mm, i mean like yeah, it, yeah. There definitely wasn't the the four v one death yeah, tournament yeah. that happened, you know. And even the poisoning thing, he I, they said he got poisoned. He got poisoned, but, but it was from like like a nerd, like it was like like a prescription. It yeah, might have yeah. been From a prescription or like it could have even not, just been like an accidental. Right, like, they're dose. not qu- like exactly sure what happened. Right. with it and stuff like that. So yeah, obviously they took a lot of liberties <laughs> there, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like you know, like it was. I feel like you know, like they used what was kind of important. And like sort of, you know, what helped to know about. Like mm-hmm. if you want to know like one for one, you can go and do some research on your own, you know. Yeah. But like I think they did a nice job of like the spirit of uh of this guy of this man and sort of like maybe not his exact story, but like uh what he stood for and kind of his story, you know. Yeah, I agree. And uh, you know, doing a film out of it, like what what works good for a movie. So I think like that mentality, like doing that. It's like is is what works for an adaptation in general, you know. Like I said, it's I mean it's obviously different. Like I think it's easier to take liberties off of somebody's life here because it's like you can screw around a lot more versus like if you have a concrete novel or like uh, a story that's already done done. Like there's more like attachment and more expectation to details within that. Right. Like, that the more keep... you change, the more it's like, oh wait, you're changing something that was there. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a pivotal <clears throat> thing. How yeah, could yeah. you change this? Like, right? no, it was written this way already. Like, why change it to that? Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of the the difference in like changing an entire story than yeah. maybe somebody's life. So but yeah, I mean, it is what it is, right? You know. Um but yeah, so our next movie, we're gonna be doing Not Hero. Da, 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 that's da. our third one. Oh. But uh we'll be doing Fist of Legend. This one is in 1994. It's a classic. We went way back. <laughs> we went from 2006 to 1994. You guys see how much younger he looks. <laughs> We're like, you know, he, he actually looks great in this age. I don't know how old he was when this came out. Yeah. I mean, six, he was born in 64 to 2006. He was like... Late 40s, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. He looked great for late 40s. If that's the case. Yeah. Uh, a 94... Must be looking like a teenager. He's young. <laughs> he's got, he's <laughs> he got the, Asian, young. the Asian genes really flourishing young, there. Yeah. Um, this one is directed by uh, Gordon Chan. Uh, yeah. What do you think? What is uh? What was what's some? Uh, what do you think of this movie? Which one? Uh, Fist of Legend versus uh, Fearless. He's like, <laughs> I don't know how to <laughs> explain exactly, but. I feel like it's it's a lot more simpler. His acting's a lot uh, more, mm. more unrefined as well. <laughs> uh, probably not the best thing, but I think uh, it has a very. Un- I think it's it's very charming. I think mm. would be the word. Uh, it's it's very like simplistic. Okay, but it's like very charming. Yeah, that's fair. That's how it. <laughs> that's like, that's the best I can do. Yeah, that's all you get out of me. All right, but cool, cool. It's fun though. It's 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 fun to watch. Is he like? Is his like physical capabilities 
even like better when he's younger. Yeah, like, yeah. This I mean, much, he flies or? a lot more. You know, really? like, oh, well, okay, he's okay. like he's like more nimble. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah, he's yeah, a yeah. lot more nimble. He's like, like put he, me on those ropes. Right? <laughs> I'll go like wherever you want. Like his kicks are like you know snappier. Yeah. You know, <laughs> a little higher. Yeah. He's got a couple more inches. Yeah, yeah. A couple more inches. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. There's like. I mean, there's quite a bit of wire work in this movie, but it everything is. is really downplayed in Fearless. It's a downplayed. Bit. I mean, like, you know, obviously when, like, he gets flown into, like, the other side, when yeah, yeah. he gets hit. Like, during the sword stuff. Yeah, the sword like, stuff. It's a little, like, it's obvious, but it's not, like, agri- like uh, egregious, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Whereas, like, you know, there are moments, I think, that were used really well was, like, on the tower scenes when, you know, mm-hmm. he, you know, he's, like, almost, like, falling off but then yeah. he like flips over and like kicks him like those are pretty yeah, yeah. smooth wire work i feel like mm-hmm. yeah it's like obviously it's wire work like it's like yeah, obviously not yeah. gonna fly but <laughs> but it's like, like it's incorporated cool. it's, into it like yeah. works with the momentum right yeah 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 which that, is cool yeah. yeah so there was like a lot of that but yeah definitely no like crouching tiger hidden dragon like <laughs> like <laughs> flying across the <laughs> no, not of that. not of that oh man Oh, what I didn't get into was like a, a couple of differences. So you watched the theatrical diff- uh-huh. theatrical when it first released, yeah. right? And like, so the whole Michelle bit was out. Which bit? The Michelle, the Michelle oh, Yao. Michelle, yeah, yeah. The whole like Olympic, like I guess she's advocating for Wushu to be yeah. an official Olympic sport, and that's how like the film starts. And then there's like a little bonus scene at the end. Yeah. That <laughs> it's it's completely so, useless. Completely useless. And it's funny. This is funny because I watched this movie, and I was like cool and i was doing research and i was like i figured oh there's actually like a couple cuts namely like a director's cut and then a theatrical cut um and i was like reading all these scenes and i was like i was reading them like oh like i kind of missed that but then i realized like oh wait i watched those scenes so i'm like did i watch the director's cut uh-huh. then and i was like oh okay because because it was explaining like there's a michelle yao like subplot in the movie and i was like i missed that like but this was irrelevant. the subplot that just is so useless. It just should have just started off with like him on the boat. Yeah, I could have sworn it ended with with him <clears throat> like the dream sequence or like the death sequence where yeah, like yeah. he's like doing the martial arts and then moon comes and then he's like, like, ah. yeah, yeah. I thought it ended like that. I could have sworn in my head it was like that. <laughs> it's like where's this other scene come from? But there's there's that they cut out the the um the um in the other village when they're punishing the kid the fight scene between him and the uh the guy uh, oh that was cut out too that was cut out yeah yeah i i don't remember that either and i was like i don't think that was necessarily needed you know i mean it's kind of a long scene yeah but i don't know i would rather have it in actually because yeah. like like it like it's action through story like it like it like for me i was like you know the transition of like it's more defensive now like it, it's it's kind of telling like mm. where like this is the first time that he's back into a fight after everything that happened. Yeah. So it's like, what's the development gonna be, you know? So I think it was important for the story in that sense. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll disagree there. But uh, <laughs> I mean like I, Give it up. I, I get what you mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean I don't know, I felt like it was a little like off the beaten path of that whole section. Mm. You know what I mean? How would you <laughs> Just not have it there. <laughs> like the whole I stole the ox thing was kind of weird too. I, was I mean, like, the way that it started, sure. Like, yeah, I mean. Anyways, anyways. it is what it is. <laughs> uh, there are two different versions. So if you want to watch whichever version you want. 
like I like I said, I don't think it, it like ruins the movie, right? Right, right. But I don't think like it's necessary per se. Mm. Like when I was watching it, I, I didn't feel like it was bad, but I was like Okay. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think um Man, I think those two were the most significant. I'm sure. I think there's like little spices here and there, but I think those two were the biggest. Mm. Uh, in Thailand, though, they included it for the theatrical uh, run because okay. obviously it's Thai. Like it's Thai boxing. Oh, it's yeah, more yeah, Thai yeah. that he yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. They're not not gonna leave it out. <laughs> I'm sure into Thailand. Um, other than that, some. So the guy that played uh, Tanako was named uh, Shiro Nakamura. He plays um, Ryuk in the Death Note adaptations. Oh, the ones that we watched. Really? Yeah, he voices the character. Oh, I did not know. I didn't know that. I feel like I gotta go back and like hear. I don't know. I don't remember what it sounds like. Yeah. It's been so long. Isn't that crazy to say? It's been so long since you watched that movie. Yeah. What is that movie? <laughs> what is that movie? <laughs> we'll, we'll watch it, it again and be like, oh, wait. I erased it from my <laughs> mind. I was like, no. <laughs> not, not one of the brightest <laughs> in the podcast. No. <laughs> but that was the point. Of, actually, we were pleasantly surprised by that podcast, though, because there were a couple good ones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That not being one of them. No, but... that was not one of them. But... <laughs> yeah. And uh, what else? Um, yeah. So like, uh, one of like the most prominent people was like, um, outside of Jet Li, the uh, martial arts coordinator was Wu Ping Yong, who's like really infamous within the industry. Like he's um, coordinator. He's directed a lot of stuff, mm. like Drunken Master. Um, but he's coordinated a lot of other things. Like he's really well known, um, to be a fantastic coordinator. But he uh, like he went to uh, the same Peking Opera School as Jackie Chan and Samo, Samo and uh, Biao Yong, like all these guys that went to school together. I really want to watch that movie one day. You know that there's a there's a movie based on uh, like Jackie Chan, Samo, like when they were kids going oh, really? to the Peking School. I watched it a little while ago with my dad. It's a really great movie. Yeah, we we'll watch that one day. There's a movie with Jet Li and Jackie Chan, which like one? an American one. Really. Yeah, I think it was called Forbidden Kingdom. That sounds vague. Not a good movie. Of course not. I mean, like it's it's very like Hollywoodized. Yes. <laughs> uh, a lot of. I mean, the action's great, obviously, with Jackie sure. Chan and Jelly when they fight and stuff. But, but the uh, overall story is like ass. <laughs> and the CGI is ass. <laughs> and the American acting is bad. <laughs> but you know, was it an American production? I'm pretty sure it was. Wow. It was either, it was like, it might have been a joint thing, but oh, yeah, I'm yeah. not sure, but. <laughs> Still. It was just kind of, uh, <laughs> Like, you get the two yeah, screw greatest, up. like, martial art, you know, and then you, just, like, you have this you, mediocre story. You flush it in the toilet. Uh, Sometimes it happens. Sometimes it happens. The not. action was cool, though, when they fight. Were they old? Well, when yeah, it's coming They're out. on the older side, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it was Makes even sense. after Fearless, was it? Maybe? I'm not sure. Gotcha. Oh, that's yeah. a fine age, though. Yeah. That's like when he's doing Rush Hour, right? Like in that area. For Jackie Chan, yeah. For Jackie Chan. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, other than that, uh, next week, Fist of Legends. And uh, we'll see you there. A little shout out to the Patreon page. Come and uh, take a look. Come and see what we got. Come enjoy the fun. Join the community. Thank you guys for watching. See you next week. Peace. Bye.